Tommy Reichenthal moved to Ireland in the late 1950s. For decades, he never spoke of the trauma of his childhood years during the Holocaust era. Since first speaking openly about it in 2004, he has tirelessly campaigned, visiting schools and clubs and conferences so that the victims of the Holocaust will not be forgotten and that young people understand the importance of tolerance. Earlier, Tommy spoke to our reporter, Connor Sweetman. All the Gestapo, the Vordis, long leather coat, and they had a swastika on the left arm and hat and polished boots. So the population knew, out of everybody they knew, who was Gestapo. That, that's how they dressed, you know. Tommy Reichenthal has lived in Ireland for over 60 years now. For most of that time, though, he has never spoken about his experiences during the Second World War. I started to speak for the first time about the Holocaust. It was in 2004. And the people, when they suddenly began to read and was interviewed by newspaper, television, radio, and suddenly they all heard all these things, that, my God, you're here with us for... Years and years, and we never knew what... I never spoke to anybody about. Tommy was born in 1935 in Slovakia, then part of Czechoslovakia. Among his earliest memories are being told that he had to wear a yellow star to identify him as a Jew, and of being forced to leave the school in his native village because of his religion. At the age of nine, he and his brother were arrested in a shop in Bratislava. They come to my brother and they ask him, you are a Jew? We had false paper at the time. And the name was Vida. It was a typical Slovak name, like Murphy or Connor would be Irish name. Vida was a very Slovak name. So he said, no, I'm, uh, my name is Miklos Vida. I, I'm not Jewish. We thought the name would save us, you know. But the next thing, they were beating him up because he didn't admit that he was Jewish. But my brother was at the time nearly 13 years old and uh, I was nine years old at the time. And I sat beside, so they turned around to me. I said, but you, you're Jewish. I said, no, my name is Thomas Vida, you know. I'm not Jewish. And the next thing, they were beating me. And my brother was always very protective of me. Of course, I was crying, I was hurting. And my brother just jumped out and said, please don't beat my brother, we are Jewish. And uh, we were taken then uh, to this shop and there we saw that 13 of our family were arrested on that day. It was on the 2nd of November 1944 that we were called to this roll call. Seven went to the right and six of us, we went to the left. Tommy was deported to the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp along with his mother, brother, grandmother, aunt and cousin. I remember when we said goodbye to each other. I mean, it all happened very quickly. It was very cruel. We just waved and said, when all is over, we will be reunited, everything will be all right. 
when we said goodbye to them, when we waved to them, that was the last time we saw them. Our life practically changed from one minute to another minute, you know. Here we were standing as civilized people. Next minute we were like animals, you know. Tommy remembers these events vividly, but he experienced them through the eyes of a child. He still held on to some of that childhood innocence, not yet fully aware of the gravity of the situation at the notorious camp. So the camp was divided in several parts, and there was the men camp and there was a woman camp. When we arrived, we saw the skeleton walking around, shaved head in a striped uniform, and they walked uh, aimlessly. Many times they just fell down. And we as children, we used to play outside, and we would watch, we learned that when they fell down, some of them got up, but most of them never got up. They died where they fell. Uh, Where we had a sort of a, a playground, we had sort of a green area where we used to chase each other and playing game like cops and Indian, but we used to play the Jews and the Germans, you know. And of course, the Jews always won the war, you know. But uh, suddenly we saw a little pile of corpses uh, in our playground, you know. And we continued to play among these corpses. We used to play hide and seek, and we used to hide behind pile of corpses. And these corpses were decomposing and rotting away. So you can imagine the sight, the stench around us. But we, we got used to that, you know. I don't know. How we ran around and we smiled and we, we were children. But the adult, I mean, can you imagine watching this? Uh, my mother and aunt, we are playing among dead bodies, you know. A month before the camp was liberated, in April of 1945, tragedy struck Tommy's family when his grandmother died. So that was on the 7th of March, 1945. I remember that morning I woke up and I saw my mother and my aunt ever crying and I asked what, what happened why are you crying and they told me my grandmother passed away and that morning this uh, what we called the zonda commando that these were the people that used to handle the corpses so they come to the room and they stripped my grandmother she was like a little baby just skin and bone really the skin was just hung from her and we were sitting there, and one picked her by the leg, one by the hand. She was thrown into the cart. They had this cart with two wheels. And then she was wheeled outside and thrown on the car, pile of corpses outside. The day arrived, it was 15th of April, 1945, afternoon, when we heard this rumbling coming. There were jeeps and lorries and tanks coming through, and soldiers were shouting, 
This is the British Army. You are being liberated. We didn't even know what liberated mean, but we knew we were free. He later found out that 35 members of his extended family had been murdered. Since first speaking about his harrowing experiences in 2004, he's made it his mission to share his story with as many people as possible, believing he owes it to the victims of the Holocaust. It was a sort of a relief in the end, you know, because it was back of my head all the time. But it was there, you know, I didn't want to speak about it when there was any documentary on the television. I just switched it over, you know, I just wanted to forget it, you know. But then it developed in me, I said, I'm one of the last witnesses to this. Anybody younger than me couldn't remember. Anybody older than me is passing away. So I have to speak. I, I, it, it's important. And that's what happened to us. So it stays with me and it will stay with me till I will be gone, you know. So it's a memory that I will never forget. The voice there of Tommy Reichenthal. He was talking to our reporter Connor Sweetman about his wartime experiences and why he decided to share his story with the world.